Boy, you want to talk about thin position groups right now? Does anybody, and I mean anybody, want to play safety at the University of Miami? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first or second listen of the day. This is episode two of the day. If recruiting and transfer portal doesn't stop, we don't stop either, man. I should just do a 24-hour live feed. We might look into that. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And if I'm going to do a second episode on a day like today, I need a guy like John Garcia Jr. to help me through. He is the lead, the head of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Good afternoon, John. I'm sure your head is spinning like mine is. <laughs> Yes, sir. It's that time of year. I mean, who thought it was a great idea to intersect uh, bowl season and the portal and signing day all in like a 15 day span? Who who thought this was a great (laughs) idea? I'm not sure, but it definitely uh, keeps us very busy and interested in all these names and all these eventual uh, different destinations. So fascinating time of year. Uh, Holidays, too, of course, uh, as a human level. So, uh, it's just fun. It's a lot to get to, and I'm excited to, to catch up with you. Well, the good news for people who follow Miami is we don't have to worry about bowl season this year. I mean, who <laughs> well, cares about bowl season? We're just yeah, worried about trans- No, don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> worry. Putting salt in the wound there, John. And every time John joins us, he is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and condition of Uh, terms and conditions apply I should say now the most recent Hurricanes player to enter the portal is safety Brian Ballum it's been an exodus of defensive backs seven out of the 15 Hurricanes who have entered the portal are defensive backs Miami only has three scholarship safeties right now heading into next year so I want to talk about some targets here with John Garcia now let's talk about a guy who's in the portal And, you know, we know how uh, Florida and Miami love battling for players and taking players from each other. So uh, Gator safety, now former Gator safety Donovan McMillan, seems like a pretty promising player. He's leaving Florida in the transfer portal. Miami has made an offer to McMillan. Where do you think Miami stands? And and could this be a standout player at the U? Well, look, it's pretty early for Donovan. He's actually, according to, you know, his social media, he's getting a lot of attention in the transfer portal uh, and look six to 210 pounds or so with, with a physicality to his game. Yeah. You understand why uh, he's getting some love there. He's got a couple of years of experience at UF more of a reserve, but saw a lot of playing time this year, ton of special team stuff there as well. He actually shared some practice clips to, to his Twitter and I thought he looked really good, more balanced than I thought. Uh, you know, I expected, I expected mostly downhill, feel the alley stuff and he has a lot of that but there's a little bit more coverage and and ball skills involved here at that size which is really interesting and 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 part of the reason why he's so coveted in the transfer portal as as far as we can tell but look i think there's room certainly for him on this miami roster uh obviously familiar with the sunshine state even though he's from uh, pennsylvania originally he's got multiple years of eligibility i think that is something that we might see Miami prioritize in, in hunting for these transfer portal players because you don't want to have to 
overhaul the roster again for a third cycle in a row. So getting players who have multiple years of eligibility, I think, is is probably goal one uh, in the portal for Mario Cristobal and company. But yeah, there's been so much back and forth with Florida. You almost expect Miami to jump in for any Gators that that could potentially fill a need. And as you mentioned, with three scholarship safeties coming back, you, you can use an experienced downhill physical player regardless of, of what the schedule or, or what that personnel looks like down the line. You know, another uh, safety, this one in recruiting, I know Miami's not giving up for and He's a local kid, St. Thomas Aquinas, four-star Conrad Hussey. Now, Hussey is a Penn State commit. This is one of those that Miami will not stop contacting. And hopefully if Hussey's paying attention to the roster, he's looking at Miami, he's like, hey, there's not a whole lot else there in safety. What do you think's happening with Hussey? Yeah, you know, there's still confidence from the Penn State side of, of the coin here. But look, Miami has been on this kid heavy, really the entirety of this current coaching staff's tenure down at the U. I remember talking to him back in the summer and he was like, look, they're not going to stop. And I love it. He's like, I love it. It's the crib. There's very much a hometown pride feel with Hussey relevant or relative to the Miami Hurricanes. So I think that's interesting. Uh, and you talk about a need. My gosh, he would probably day one be the fastest safety on the roster for Miami. He's he's 10-9 right now in the 100. He'll probably best that if he stays uh, in the spring semester this year at St. Thomas. Um, and look, he's an alpha on that St. Thomas defense, which has really been their calling card in 2022. So that alone, talk about important for Miami. You've got to get back in at STA and try to do so in a big way. So he'd satisfy a safety need and certainly a program pipeline need uh, from St. Thomas Aquinas as well. But again, there's still some confidence there in the Penn State camp, but we just know the relentlessness from Miami exists and there's going to be some, some big decisions down the stretch on signing day. We've already seen Miami go on a run of flips, right? With uh, a couple of defensive linemen. Will that start to spread to other positions? I would guess that answer would be yes. And if that were to happen, I would keep an eye on the secondary players and I would keep an eye, uh, of course, on these wide receivers because all the targets that Miami has are seemingly committed to other schools at this point. So on, on defensive backs, it's uh, there, there's been some uh, some drama uh, on you know message boards and reports on Cormani McLean this week, who's Miami's top-rated commit, second-ranked defensive player in the entire class. Uh, you know, Alabama is definitely poking around and I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, this was, this was a guy Bama was recruiting heavily. It, his decision came down between Miami, Florida and Alabama and Nick Saban usually ends up, you know, getting what he wants at the end of the day. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the official visit Alabama was trying to get uh, did not materialize for this weekend. And I took that to be great news. Uh, but I, I still tell I still tell people we're gonna have to sweat this one out until National Signing Day. I believe. What do you think's happening with Cormani McLean? hundred percent. Look, number one corner in America, a prime Alabama target, and by the way, they've still got a huge need at corner. I would say a, a bigger uphill battle for them at corner than Miami in terms of recruiting right now in the twenty three cycle. So not only Cormani McLean, Damari Brown, very much in Alabama's crosshairs. So. You got to try to win both of those recruitments if you're Miami, and obviously you're going to sweat it out down the stretch. The difference is Brown already took that official to Tuscaloosa. Cormani, even when he committed to Miami, we were talking about, hey, he took the Gator trip, he took the Miami trip. What about Bama? Will they get that official visit? There, there's only one more weekend now if he indeed does not take the trip to Tuscaloosa this weekend. So 
seven more days of sweating it out, if you will. Uh, but it's understandable. Again, number one corner in the country, an instant impact player wherever he goes, especially if Miami can hold on to him. But I will say there has been – Compared to what I expected with this recruitment, you know, the big surprise of Miami over Florida when he committed, there has been a solidity to, to Cormani McLean that I maybe didn't expect. Uh, he's doubled and tripled down on Miami since making that verbal commitment, despite some of the on-field struggles that the U has gone through. Uh, so I thought that was really telling and surprising. Uh, you know, his mom's very much involved in, in his recruitment. She has not confirmed any Alabama visit at this point either. So. There's this combination of of security, which is a stronger level than I expected, but also that just back end, like, hey, even if the door is just cracked enough for you to see the light, Nick Saban can kick it down. I mean, it just is what it is on the recruiting trail. So until December 21st, until Cormani signs that letter of intent to the U, this is something you've got to worry about. Even if for some reason this Bama trip doesn't happen, I still believe you'd have to at least uh, consider an Alabama flip down the stretch. But again, I, I think there's been more confidence than certainly I expected in this recruitment down the stretch. For so um, when we come back, we have to talk about what I think has been very, what have been very positive developments throughout the week for four-star running back Chris Johnson and some, you know, some scary developments on the recruitment of Samson Okunlola, the pancake honcho. Like, I love Samson so much. If he ends up going to Florida, he's ruining my show because I've been talking this guy up for months, and he's ruining my plans for his commitment episode. I was going to actually eat a full stack of pancakes on the show. Don't give he, it away. Don't give it away. You know, yeah, well, you're, you're right. It, it, well, 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 let's see. I mean, uh, I might have to, you know, I might have to give that idea to Brandon from Locked On Gators. He might have to steal, to steal my idea there. So we're going to talk about – the Pancake Honcho. We're going to talk about Chris Johnson. I also want to talk about Javion Cohen and Seven McGee in the transfer portal making visits to Miami. But first, I want to talk about the great people at Bet Online. Guys, they're going to arm you with the information needed to make your bets. I'm telling you, it's the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. I'm on the site every day, guys. So head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joined by John Garcia Jr., head of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Um, Chris Johnson, four-star running back out of Dillard. He's making an official visit to Miami this weekend. He's committing on Sunday. And there, the growing expectation now is that Chris Johnson will be choosing the University of Miami. I have put in a Dono ball for Chris Johnson to there the U. And I had to swallow my pride a little bit on that one, John, because uh, a couple weeks ago I thought Miami was kind of dead in the water for him because he made some comments about, you know, really not liking what he was seeing on the field and who was, you know, really from Miami. And I, I thought he was strongly leaning towards Ole Miss. Uh, does it feel uh, the same way to you that things have kind of pulled a 180 in Miami's favor here? Yeah, some 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 luck, some hard work paying off. Combination of the two for Miami down the stretch for Chris. Look, you understood the frustration, right? Running back was a, supposed to be a strength of this Miami team, and it just wasn't, right? Injuries, fumbles, just not living up to it. Different combination of things led to a, a really sour taste in, in the mouths of uh, Miami fans. Yet and still, 
Ole Miss was great at running the football, so you understood why there was a lot of interest there. And then kind of another layer of worry happened when Clemson and Penn State started securing official visit dates for Chris. So, yeah, I thought this was going to become, instead of a 50-50 shot between the two UMs, uh, what happens with these other schools getting involved? Well, now we have learned that that has cooled to a large degree. Clemson has many running back targets that they're in on. Penn State was supposed to host Chris this weekend, and now he's taken that Miami official leading right into, literally right into his verbal commitment. So by the timeline, you have to love Miami's chances there. He's frequented campus this season, even amid some of that disappointment. And, and look, that's a huge need for Miami. Zero running backs verbally committed. Uh, one of the bigger needs down the stretch for any program at any position, especially relative to the portal, where we've seen a couple of Miami backs hit it. So now all of a sudden, Chris looks like not only a, a special, unique gadget player for Miami in the future, but maybe a guy who grabs some carries day one as a true freshman. As we've seen, that's one of the positions where freshmen happen to translate very well into college football. So you need you need speed at Miami, you need dynamic playmaking ability, and you need a running back. So all of that lines up very well for Chris Johnson. I just think Miami has been so consistent with him. Kevin Smith has probably underwhelmed individually as a recruiter, but over the long haul, he's proven to be a big time recruiter at the position. You don't get Henry Parrish without Kevin Smith coming over from Ole Miss, ironically enough. Uh, so a bit of a back and forth between these programs, but yeah, it looks like the U will probably land. Uh, it's maybe it's most dynamic offensive player on Sunday after this official visit. So as soon as he tweeted, big weekend ahead, big visit ahead, with the Miami <laughs> graphics, it's like he's already got all the elements for the commitment video. I think this would be an upset if Chris Johnson ends up elsewhere. Yeah, it would have to be like uh, like what Cormani McLean did to Florida. Like if he's if he's doing all this and then he he commits, you know, to uh, to Ole Miss, it would be like all all the Gator people, you know, they were there like ready to celebrate celebrate McLean. Instead, they they've been crying for the last uh, month and a half over that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fun one to watch. And, uh, unfortunately for all of us, it's not over, and it might not ever be yep, over between yep. these two schools. So uh, yep. pretty wild. It's good. It's great for banter. Um, so let me ask you about the Pancake Honcho. And, you know, I, I was just bantering Florida three seconds ago, and now the Florida fans are like, what about Pancake, Dono? What about Pancake? <laughs> so, yeah, I got to – John, the Florida seems to have the momentum right now for Samson Lola. I mean, he's going to have visited Florida twice since the last time he was at Miami before he announces his commitment. I don't know how to feel about this one, John, because, you know, I, I talked to a lot of, you know, Miami insiders, quote unquote, and a lot of them still feel pretty confident that he's going to be a cane. I did notice uh, Blake Alderman, the Gator insider from 24-7. You know, this, of course, before the visit happens with Samson this weekend, he still thought Miami was the team to beat there. But I'm looking at Florida with all the momentum, and their fans are already celebrating pancake to floor as they always do. They celebrate everything before it happens. So I don't, I'm a little nervous about this one, John. This this feels a little bit like the Cormani McLean recruitment, right? Where you're getting such tangible buildup for one school, but this other school has just kind of always been there. And Miami has held that position for both of, of these elite, elite players, both top 10 for us overall at Sports Illustrated. So yeah, Florida's getting back-to-back -back visits, including an official, and his parents will have been with him for both of these trips. So it seems like there's a couple more questions to get answered from the Oak and Lola camp 
relative to Florida. At Miami, he's long had those questions answered. He did still take an unofficial four game, uh, I believe, in the middle of the football season. I think it was the he never got around. Game. Yeah. Ne- well, what a great game for him. Oh. To but, you <laughs> know, that might hey, have sealed the playing, deal for Florida. <laughs> right. Playing time, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> You know, and he never took that Ohio State visit. That was really the school that I thought had the biggest opportunity late with Oak and Lola, prioritizing him late, getting that late official. It would have been for the Michigan game. But as soon as he didn't show up there, I said, man, this is going to be another Cormani McLean, another Malik Bryant, another Miami and Florida battle here down the stretch. Mark Fletcher is another one that that's in that group still TBD. Uh, so here we go. Is it a coin flip? Uh, Florida has the visit momentum, but behind the scenes, Samson has said, hey, I've, I've had for a while a good idea of what I wanted and where I wanted to go. How much of that has changed over the last few weeks and months? We don't quite know, but we do know it's going to come to a heat on December 15th with that verbal commitment. So just less than a week away from that decision. And then after that point, much like with Cormani McLean, is it over at that point? Because there's still going to be another visit weekend. There's still going to be coaches on the road. Uh, right up until early signing day. So even following the Gator official this weekend and following the verbal commitment date, could there be a swing or two down the stretch? Although, again, Samson has said, when I commit, I'm done. I'm not going to be this decommit flip prospect. But at the same time, uh, there's NIL money, there's transfer port. There's just so much involved, so many more variables in recruiting than we can ever talk about so you just never know that will be one of the biggest decisions either way for any school down the stretch of this cycle so a couple of big time transfer portal targets are visiting miami this weekend a few actually um let's start with seven mcgee um you know i I had been speaking about him in recent weeks uh, as if he's going to be a running back he can play both running back and receiver but it sounds like miami is recruiting him to be a receiver not a running back. So a lot of the kind of the redundant skill sets that he has with Chris Johnson, because I see them as pretty similar right. players, wouldn't be an issue if uh, if McGee is lining up uh, in the slot. Um, is that the way you see it for him? And this is a guy, Cristobal, recruited to Oregon. How do you feel about Miami's chances? Yeah, I mean, Cristobal recruited him across the country to Oregon. He was a New Yorker the last time I saw him uh, play some high school ball. So obviously uh, very much believes in Mario and and his direction. There was there was some video of of Seven down in South Florida, I think a week or two ago as well. So this could be his second visit uh, to South Florida just in general uh, and trying to figure out where he wants to play uh, his college football going forward. And and yeah, skill set wise, I do see this as more of a fit at slot compared to Chris Johnson. I think obviously with the speed that Johnson has, hey, get him the ball, let him work wherever. But with McGee, there's a little bit more polish as a pass catcher. You know, he's very comfortable with the ball in the air. He can run some sophisticated routes. And he's got his own element of speed and and quickness to bring to the table after the catch, which taps back into that running back experience that that he brought in. I, I remember when he committed to Oregon, there was some DB talk, receiver and running back. So this is a football player who can do a little bit of everything. He, he just hasn't quite found that spot. Oregon hit the portal like crazy. They had a, a great young receiver core on top of that. Hit the portal at running back, had a great young receiver core on the roster already. So he was just kind of the odd man out. So there was a long expectation that he would hit the portal this year. And I think if we knew that, Miami has probably known that. So naturally, yeah. they're going to grab this first visit from McGee, and, and I think as, as it shakes out, um, you have a huge need at wide receiver just in general. 
Um, and there's a lot of familiarity here. So you got to feel like Miami's got a really nice shot here. Now, I hope Miami has a really nice shot with Javion Cohen. Uh, I, I, I am led to believe he is the highest priority target for Miami in the transfer portal. This is a guy who has started 25 out of the last 27 games at left guard for Alabama, and he's a very productive offensive lineman. He is visiting this weekend as well. I'm sure he's got a high number of suitors out there, but it seems like Miami is at the forefront of this one. Should I feel pretty confident here? You should. Um, this this one has the makings of just a need of, of change of scenery, right? He's He's gone through some mental health stuff. He's moved around a little bit at Alabama, tackle to guard. Maybe he wants to play tackle. I think that is kind of an underrated element uh, of what Cohen could bring. He's got great length and athleticism. He was the one of these like taller, leaner guys in high school. He was like 270 his senior year playing high school ball, and you're just like, man, if he puts on the weight, this is going to be a thing. And surely enough, he played early and often at Alabama. But look, he's he's he played high school ball in that state. You know, it's very much been roll tied for him for a very long time. But I think he's got some roots in South Florida. And obviously, you know, Alex Maribal has been on this case immediately over the four or five days that the portal ha- has been open. Uh, and Miami is going to get the first visit out of, of Javion. I, I will say while most portal decisions are pretty quick from, from one school to the next because these kids know what they want. These yeah, like Ru- Ruben Owens waited like an hour and a half to, <laughs> right. to announce. And, so, well, that wasn't portal, but that, that, was a, that, that was a decommitment. Right. Yeah, so still. a lot of these go very, very fast. Uh, but I will say Cohen is going to be so coveted, right? Mm. You know, you can't start two dozen games for, for Alabama at any position and not have a lot of suitors. So could Miami knock the visit out the park and, and get him on board this weekend? Or does this become a longstanding multiple visit recruitment in the portal? Um, it really could go either way there, but Miami's going to get the first uh, crack at Cohen, which I think is a huge deal for a kid who who it feels like he knows exactly what he wants. So if Miami checks the boxes, he could absolutely pull the trigger. Well, huge thanks here to John Garcia Jr. as always. Follow him on Twitter at John Garcia underscore Jr. Check out his work at Sports Illustrated. And make sure if you're a small business owner, you have jobs open, post your jobs at LinkedIn Jobs. I'm telling you, it's the best. Uh, I've, I've found opportunities as an employee through LinkedIn Jobs. So take advantage as an employer. John, thank you so much and enjoy what's uh, I'm sure going to be a busy weekend coming up. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. We'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.